0: In rolling more news headlines, first grade results in the northern region sees wins to the Redmen and the Snaffers, and the southern region, the Thunder and the Rats. Mid-North Coast players selected in school pathway teams, junior Axeman trials continued at Foster on the weekend, and Mid-North Coast youth girls competition kicks off to a great reception. That's all from the rolling Moor news headlines. Round two results from across the zone, starting with the CS Group Northern competition. The under 14s results will feature first. The Coss Harbour Snappers Red defeated the Hastings Valley Vikings 53 to nil. The Grafton Redmen defeated the Point of Horry Pirates 19 to 12, and the Cos Harbour Snappers Black defeated the Kempsey Cannonballs 26 to 19. The Sea Marlins had the bye in the under 16s. The Snappers defeated the Vikings 36 to 12 and the Marlins defeated the Cannibals 52 to 0. In the under 18s, the Vikings defeated the Snappers 17 to 5, the Cannibals defeated the Marlins 22 to 19 and the Pirates had the bye. In the women's division, the Snappers defeated the Vikings 49 5. And the Pirates defeated the Redmen forty four to ten. The Marlins and Cannibals had the bye. In reserve grade, the Pirates defeated the Redmen forty to twenty four. The Snappers defeated the Vikings forty six to thirteen and the Cannibals defeated the Barryville Coiners thirty seven to nineteen. The Marlins had the bye. In the CS Group Northern Competition First Grade, the Grafton Redmen defeated the Port Pirates 21-17 to 17 at Stewart's Park. The podcast's game of the round didn't disappoint. It was an absolute cracker. The Port Pirates came with confidence. The Garth and Redmen, the unknown, after the first round bye. Port started off strongest and got the upper hand, hitting the scoreboard first for a try to their number 7, Thomas Woolman. A tight first half saw the Pirates' slight advantage erased by the Redmen's rampaging number 5, Remesessi, run right on the stroke of half-time. The second half saw the larger mobile Redmen pack hit their straps, and they started to punch holes in the Pirates' defence. They took the lead and pushed it out to a commanding 10-point lead late in the second half, with thanks to two substitutes, number 23, Musessi, and number 22, Sakanassi. Port scored a try on the bell to secure a bonus point. You get the feeling every point will matter in a tightly contested ladder. After a horror winless season last year, the Redmen knocking off the team many fancy as favourites for this year's competition is a massive early season statement. Many will be wondering where to next for the Redmen. The Pirates will relish the contest this game brings, but not the result and starting the season off with two tough battles could well be a key to a very successful season. In the second first-grade game, the Cossarva Snappers defeated the Hastings Valley Vikings 78-7 at John Corrie's Rugby Park. A 12-try demolition is a perfect start to season 2023 and the new coach Mitch Walton's tenure. Sporting a special strip for their 50th anniversary Hard running second rower Chris Tonks started the scoring in the 10th minute. 15 minutes later, in the 25th minute, winger Joe Sawali scored their 4th try, securing the bonus point and had them well on their way to win this game in style. With their 12 tries spread right across the park and a top quality defensive effort they only gave up 1 try in the dying minutes providing a very solid platform to build Season 2023 on top of. Could something be brewing for the Snappers in their 50th year? Next week's home game against the Pirates will shed some light on the answer. The Vikings were never really in this game, letting in six tries before half-time. Is it a case of the sun setting on the Vikings' period of dominance, or merely a solar eclipse? They will go back to the drawing board to look for some answers to address this form slump. With zero wins from two starts, very foreign territory for them in recent times, after being the team for the best part of the last decade absolutely dominating teams. Returning key personnel will make a major difference for their next clash against the Kempsey Cannonballs. Here are some comments from Snappers coach Mitch Walton. It was good enough to join the podcast for an interview. Catch the whole interview on the Rolling Mall Podcast Facebook page. Uh, can you tell us your thoughts about the game on Saturday?
1: Uh, yeah, obviously pleasing from our end. Um, as uh, as a lot of us spoke about at the end of the game, there wasn't uh, wasn't too many sore bodies or or really tired players. I think um, like as you know, when everything clicks and you play really well. Yeah, things just seem to happen a bit easier for you. So I think everyone had that feeling coming off. And
0: what does it mean to beat last year's premiers after losing all three games in the regular season to them last year?
1: Um, oh, I think uh there was a little bit of talk about them being premiers and stuff going into it, but um I guess this year we've just worked hard on um internalizing our own sort of thoughts and just concentrating on our pre season and, and what we want to do well on the rugby paddock. So, um yeah, I guess, you know, looking at past results it is pleasing, but in the same breath we're kind of just trying to do our own thing yeah um i just had a quick look the
0: score was 40 to nil at half time. what did you say to the boys you yeah. know well, what you can say publicly
1: oh look we um it's great to score tries and it is great to um to put a score on that on like that but um you know as cliche as it is as a coach i was probably more happy with the defensive effort um you know there were parts of that game we were probably a little bit undisciplined and and we we piggyback hastings down the field so um, for us to sort of put them in scoring positions and, and not let them cross the the white parent, we were pretty stoked with um, that defensive effort. That was probably our focus too for the second half. Um, again, it would have been nice from a coaching standpoint to hold them to zero. Um, obviously, you'd like to do that to any team. But, um, yeah, it was just, um, yeah, just that defensive focus for us. What are some positives and some of the areas you'll work on for next week's game? Um, I guess, yeah, for us, like I said just before, I think discipline-wise knowing when to have a crack at that at that ruck or, or leave it alone for us is um something we're still towing with with uh um with an experienced back row. but yeah it's always something we can work on um and i would probably just say the the other thing i'd like to see us um work on is our reload and attack like we've spoken about that a lot in the last couple of weeks if we can uh you know hustle back off the deck and get back into positions um I think yeah we'll put our our key players in positions they can really showcase their skills. I can't thank Mitch enough for his thoughts
0: on the game and taking time out of his day to be interviewed. In the CS Group Southern competition, the Many River Rats defeated the Foster Tun Curry Dolphins 10 to nil. The Rats didn't let a lack of pre-season hit-outs affect them, shutting out the Dolphins in a low-scoring affair. A try to the rampaging outside centre Liam Vaughan Conversion and penalty goal from the trusty boot of 5'8 Daniel Thorpe were the only points in a hard-fought game. With each team's defence the real standout for the enthusiastic crowd. The Rats will be doubly pleased, firstly for putting a mark in the winner's column and secondly for partially vanishing any demons from last year's Grand Finals loss. For the Dolphins' captain coach Blake Paulson. It's another week when combinations and attack didn't fire. But with a defence that is looking very solid, there's a platform, along with the fight and determination shown early in the season, to build a very competitive 2023 season. They head into the bye this round, with a chance to regroup and add a little bit of polish to their attacking formation. In the women's match, the Many River Rats defeated the Foster Tuntari Dolphins 41 to 31. This was a rugby shootout that produced a 12 try thriller. The tries were split seven to the Rats and five to the Dolphins in what was a seesawing affair. Dolphins number ten, Zali Bolt, scored four tries. The opponents were keeping a close eye on her after this stunning performance. In the second Southern competition match, the Warhope Thunder that the Lambert Bulls twenty-two to thirteen. Warhawk Thunder's team song is making a strong, strong noise right across the Southern competition. Announcing themselves as strong premiership contenders with bonus point victory on the road to last year's minor major premiers were Lambert Bulls. The Thunder travelled with a strong twenty-two man squad on their longest road trip. Their four tries were spread right across the park with two front rowers scoring, desperate not to let their front row partner JJ Hennessy have all the glory after his try last week, their fullback crossing the line and a reserve utility back also troubling the scorers. With attacking threats all over the park and a defence that's only conceded two tries against last year's premiers across two games, There's a lot to get excited about in Warhope. The Bulls will regroup knowing that season 2023 is a different beast after playing the two returning teams for a tight win and a loss. In the women's match, the Willamber Bulls defeated the Warhope Thunder 25-12 to in a five tries to two victory. The Bulls were very happy to join the winners list after a tough game last week while Warhope can see the improvement under closing the gap on the teams above them. While Lambert's Jess Lambert scored four tries in a dominant performance to lead her team to victory. This week's rugby stories from the Rolling Mall news desk. Mid-North Coast players have been selected in school pathway programs. In the under-18s combined high school squad... Isaac Barker from South Grafton High School has been selected after a performance that caught the selectors' eyes. The Grafton Redmond's first-grade winger certainly has a very busy season ahead of him. Making the under-16s combined high school squad is Zachary Young from Dolgo High School. He played in the Open State Carnival, putting in a huge shift and earning the Players Player Award. The Marlins player will get plenty of support and advice with many of his current and ex-teammates being involved in representative programs. Chris Dawson from the Coss Harbour Snappers has also made the Aces shadow squad. Well done to all the boys selected. The Mid-North Coast Junior Axemen hosted Hunter Junior Rugby at Fosterton Curry Rugby Park on Sunday, with six games being played. These included the Under-12s, the Under-13s, The under-14s boys, the under-15s boys, the under-16 boys and the under-14s girls. Hunter Junior Rugby are a real powerhouse, with the coaches taking a lot away from the performances as they work towards the June Long Weekend Country Championships. The under-15 boys Junior Axemen were the only team that won. And for listeners that listen to the podcast with Mid-North Coast Development Officer Craig Lendrian, he tipped this under-15 boys not only to win the country championships, but the state championships. Early season rep form is looking good for these boys. Mid-North Coast's newest competition, the Youth Girls Rugby, kicked off on Friday night under lights at Cost Coast Sport and Leisure Park. Mid-North Coast D.O. Craig Lendrian provided the following statement, It was a fantastic start to the Youth Girls Rugby. The talent in our zone was on full display with all teams being very competitive and all games finishing with big smiles. We are sitting with our flexibility to suit our youth girls in our zone and look forward to having Kempsey and Grafton players joining on some Saturday games. End statement From all reports the girls that played had great fun and will be back next time and bring a few mates too. It was also good to see New South Wales Rugby share the story about the first night of the competition. That's all from the Rolling Mall News Desk. The Rolling Mall Podcast has been running a Super Rugby Pacific tipping competition. With thanks to our great sponsor, Ugly Ducking Auto Care. Book today on 04 12 151 873 for all your detailing needs on cars, boats, and trucks. Sack Tain. Is currently in the lead with 51, with the podcast 48, Laney, Horse Road, and Sketchley not far behind in 46. With a prize pool of over $150 and it being free to join, the competition stakes have been high. This weekend, thanks to New South Wales Rugby, a pick the margin contest on the New South Wales Waratahs and Melbourne Rebels Super Rugby match is being held. This game kicks off at 7.35pm on Saturday night. It is live on Channel 9. To go into the running to win a Waratahs prize pack, comment on the post with your pick of winning team and margin. Entries close at kickoff time, limited of one entry per person. This is a critical match for the Waratahs as they look to lock in a top 8 final spot and win free on the trot for the first time this season. Looking ahead at this week's Seagate's Group Northern Mid-North Coast competition fixtures. The Coss Snappers welcomed the red half of Port Quarry this week. A big crowd is suspected at John Quarry's Park, and they'll be hoping for more of the same after their dominant win over the Vikings last week. These two teams met three times in the regular season last year, with the home team winning each game, the Snappers twice and the Pirates once. The Pirates will ask a lot more questions of the snappers defence and the two tight contests so far this year could see them in the box seat if this game becomes an arm wrestle. A big first game victory and a strong preseason will see confidence growing at the snappers. Racking up 78 points with try scores right across the park the Pirates defence but their work cut out containing the snappers this weekend. The Pirates not contain Redman's pack for the 80 minutes last week and coach Cameron Gray will be refocusing their efforts on winning the collision with those bad intentions to blast through the middle of the snappers pack. Owning the set piece and converting pressure into points, especially after spending significant time in the Redmonds half with minimal return last weekend. The snappers will look to use their rugby smarts to exploit any kinks in the Pirates' defensive armour. Could they look to the invasion tactic and use their quick and skillful backline to unlock the Pirates' defence, turning the Pirates' pack around with a clever kicking game, and attacking the Pirates' breakdown to reduce their ball-carrying options will all be keys to a victory path. This game has the the game-of-the-round feel about it. Expect a big crowd for the 3.15 kick-off at John Corrie's rugby park. Here are some comments from Cos Harbour Snappers coach Mitch Walton about the upcoming game.
1: Looking ahead at next week, what are you expecting from the Port Macquarie Pirates? Yeah, I think you've always got to be uh, wary of a team like Pirates, their quality. Um, you know, they won't want to lose two in a row. So, um, yeah, I think we're definitely expecting a, a hard hit out. And it always is. Like, there's a lot of history between our two clubs. Um, you know, I, I can remember back watching and being a part of some pretty good semifinals, grand finals with those guys. So, um, yeah, they're a, they're a pretty proud club, and I think they want to bounce back strongly this week. Um, and, yeah, like I say, they're always well-drilled, fit, uh, um, enthusiastic. So, yeah, for us, we just need to be wary of that. Yeah, I spoke with
0: their coach, Cameron Gray, last week, and he really spoke about winning the collisions. And they're known as a real strong set-piece team. What will you do to counteract those two things?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think that he's definitely right. They are strong at the collision. Um, I, I guess for us, we just need to be smart. If you know, if there's an opportunity to match them up front, we will. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll definitely look to to use our uh, our skill set differently, I guess, to try and counteract those uh, those things that they can bring to the table.
0: Again, I can't thank Mitch enough for his time and insights. In the second game, the SCU Marlins are hosting the Grafton Redmond at Costco Sport and Leisure Park. Grafton had a breakthrough victory on the road to the Pirates and keeping that winning momentum will be top of mind. Grafton we're looking to start the game strong after a quiet first half last week, to bring that physicality and speed they showed last week, to own the middle and win domination in this part of the park, use punch and shift tactics to blow the Marlins apart. All these could be key areas to help them win the game. The Marlins had a bye in round two, with a tough loss to Kemp's in round one being their only match. The Marlins were looking to turn the grass and Packer round, to make them involved in a two-way running game, counter-attacking the Redmen, as this could be an avenue they explore, especially after their backs look dangerous against Kempsey, and regularly hitting the scoreboard and calling off the boot as key areas to help win this game. Early season form makes the Redmen favourite, but the Marlins have good history in this clash. Expect a tight game. Could a moment or two of individual brilliance decide this game? Kick-off. In this game, is at 3.15pm. In the third game, the Hastings Valley Vikings returned to Oxy Oval, hosting the Kempsey Cannonballs. They handed this one shell-shocked after last week's big loss to the Snappers. The best remedy is to get back on the park and play the best rugby in front of a home crowd. Getting back to the basics and hitting the tackle bag hard would have been part of the focus this week. The Cannonballs sat out last week of a bye, and a spied bonus point victory at the Marlins in round one being their only game so far. A forward pack that not only was mobile, but they hit hard and varied the point of attack with a slick, short, interchange passing game were real highlights of that game. Bring this attacking threat again on Saturday, and they'll be hard to beat. The Vikings are hosting their annual Ladies' Day and they'll be looking to step up in this contest. Look for them to attack right across the park with quick shift, turn the tempo up to gain the upper hand, and run their opponents out of gas as keys to help them win the game. Kick-off is at 3.15pm. The only fixture that doesn't follow the first grade draw is the Cos Harbour Snappers hosting SCU Marlins in the under-16s. This game kicks off at 10.30am. In the CX Group Southern Mid-North Coast competition, in the men's division, the Old Bar Clams play their first home game at Richard Crook Rugby Field in over two years. They host the high-flying Warhope Thunder. The Clams had the bye in Round 2 and a tight loss in Round 1 against the Bulls. Warhope, top of the table and a bonus point victory, has them full of confidence. Their attack is starting the fire, and their defence has been rock solid, only conceding 13 points this season so far. Clams coach Neil Graham spoke to the podcast about tidying up the core rugby skills and missed opportunities to close out the game against the Bulls. Execution of the catch, pass and attack shape, having their game managers control the moments that matter, bringing a big defensive effort, will be the keys to help win this match. For Warhope, the keys to winning the match will be a strong start to take the energy out of the clams, control the tempo of the game, and keep the scoreboard ticking over to keep the pressure up. Kick-off in this game is at 3pm at Old Bar. In the women's division, the Gloucester Cockies are hosting the Warhope Thunder at their home away from home, Old Bar. Gloucester had the buy in week two, after a big 54 nil victory over the Bulls. They have a spring in their step heading into this game. The Thunder have played two games so far, and are building into the season, and you feel their first win is just on the horizon. The Thunder will be paying close attention to Gloucester's Olivia Marsh, who's the architect of a lot of Gloucester's attacking play. Kick-off is at one forty-five pm in Old Bar. In the second match... It's a rematch of last year's grand final. The difference this time is the Manning River rats are hosting the Wamba Bulls on their annual ladies' day in a match that looks like to will be a real ripper. The Bulls coaching staff would have put a lot of effort into the fence this week. After conceding four tries, they'll be looking to wear down the opposition and starve them of the ball. Winning the game in tight is a real key here, as both teams possess quality back lines. They can hurt you when provided with space and time. Expect a high quality game that goes down to the wire. This one could easily be decided by the bounce of the ball. Kick off is 3pm at Rat Park, Taree. In the women's match, the Rats are also hosting the Bulls in the battle of two round two winners. The Rats won a 12 try shootout to start their season and the Bulls got the win in a real arm wrestle last week. Both teams were looking to start fast and build on last game's confidence. The Bulls will look to keep the game tight and control the tempo, as getting to a shootout with the Rats will suit Manning's squad. The battle between the Rats' Keeley Holden and the Bulls' four-tried game-changer Jess Lambert will go a long way to deciding this one. Kickoff is at 1.45pm at Rat Park, Taree. Thank you for listening to The Rolling Wall Podcast. And as always, if you have any tips, information or stories that should be shared with the rugby public in the Mid-North Coast, please get in touch with the podcast at the Facebook page, The Rolling Wall Podcast. Stay true, enjoy the rugby and go the Tomahawks and Axemen.